You're listening to Huddle Up with Josh Kelsky. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my third edition of my new series, This Week in Florida Sports. Today, we're going to be covering the Dolphins, Florida Panthers, Miami Heat, the Gators, Canes, and the Marlins. Let's start with the Dolphins. I don't have much to say about them. They got to put it nicely, crushed by the Browns, 41-24 on Sunday. Do I think they're tanking? Absolutely not. No, not at all. After they won two games in a row a few games back, a few weeks back, rather, I knew that they weren't tanking. If they were, they would have, wouldn't have a single game in the win column. Moving on to the Florida Panthers. After winning three games in a row, the Cats have lost two games in regulation, a rarity this season. Sam Montembeau was in net during Sunday's loss. He gave up five goals. This was Sam's really uh, only bad game this season. Today, he was sent down to the Springfield Thunderbirds, the Panthers minor league associate team. This really shocked me. Sam has been so reliable. In return for this move, the Panthers called up Chris Drager, whose AHL save percentage is .938 this season. For those of you who don't watch hockey, listen to hockey, pay attention to hockey at all, 938 save percentage means that he's saving almost 9.5 shots out of every 10. That's an insane number. Don't get me wrong. I'm very happy that Drager is getting his chance in the NHL with the Panthers. He earned it. That's completely, that's for sure, no question about it. Would I be shocked if Monty gets called back up in a few days? Not at all, not in the slightest bit. The offense is there for the Cats, but the defense has been very sloppy. Whenever the Panthers have a great offensive possession and put up a ton of shots, they always have a little turnover, which leads to an odd man rush the other way, and the teams are scoring over and over again. And That's why the Panthers' offensive possession time is so high, yet they are losing these games. The Cats play the Capitals on Wednesday, and then they start a nine-game homestand. The Capitals, as of right now, are the best team in the NHL. If they can pull out a win against the Caps, they are set up for success on the upcoming home stand. Let's move on to the Miami Heat. The Heat have won five in a row, leading up to their loss to the 76ers just a few nights ago. The Heat, as I predicted on my last This Week in Florida Sports episode, are red hot. They're third in the Eastern Conference and fifth in the entire NBA. The Heat are putting up a ton of points every game. Just a few nights ago, the Heat put up a 124 to the Cavs. This team is full of talent and aren't stopping anytime soon. I expect them to win six of, I'd say, around the next 10 games because they do have a pretty rough schedule coming up. At this rate, the Heat could wind up winning 60 games out of 82. That is only if they stay on this ridiculous pace, which I wouldn't doubt if they do. Will they win 60 games? It's always hard to do that. It is a possibility as of right now as this team is really playing incredible basketball. 
Moving on to the Florida Gators, the Gators football team have won their last two games and look to finish off the season against FSU, their interstate rivals. As of right now, the Gators look like they will play in the Citrus Bowl, which is down from what they were predicted to play in the Cotton Bowl just a few weeks ago. Right now, they're projected in the Citrus Bowl to play Wisconsin. Moving on to Gators basketball. Before the season started, the Gators were ranked number 6 in the country. They lost two games in a row and were bumped completely out of the top 25. Over the past week, however, the Gators played in the Charleston Classic, which they won the entire tournament, beating number 18 Xavier in the finals. The Gators have now been moved back into the top 25, placing at 24, which I don't think is... A reasonable ranking. This team is so young. They're developing. They're maturing. Especially around the arc. They're taking smart threes. And they're making them. When the three ball is there. This team is hard to stop. I believe the Gators should at least be in the top 15. Let alone the top 25. I think it's ridiculous that they are at number 24 right now. They lost two games. I don't believe that this was fair due to the fact that the Gators are ranked number six in the country to start the season off. You shouldn't drop out of the top 25 just because of two losses. Moving on to the Miami Hurricanes. The Canes football team embarrassingly lost to FIU in their homecoming game, which is actually played at Marlins Park, not too far away from the University of Miami. The Canes are very lucky that they won at least, or not at least, one game earlier in the season because their record is 6-5. and five. That You make a bowl game if you win six games. They were only one more loss away from not making a bowl game at all. This week, they will face Duke in the final week of the season. Right now, the Canes are looking as if they will play in the military bowl against Navy. Now to Canes basketball. Miami has a 4-3 record. They lost to Florida in the Charleston Classic, and they most recently lost to UConn just a few days ago. The Canes are in dead last in the ACC. This team is better than their record shows, and they look to bounce back after a couple of tough losses. Moving on to the Miami Marlins, lastly tonight. The Marlins made a bold statement a few days ago. They DFA'd their relief pitcher, Wei Yin Chen. He struggled over the past few years. His contract was worth and still is worth five years with an $80 million pay check over those five years. That's ridiculous. This would have been his last year with the Marlins, but he was cut short due to his lack of play. It wasn't good. The attitude was there. He just couldn't perform like we expected him to. This contract was created by Jeffrey Loria, hence the reason for the very large numbers. Derek Jeter takes over a couple years ago, and he cut Wei and Chen, pretty much designated him for assignment. The Marlins are still on hook for his salary. The Marlins' relief pitching is looking to improve. The Marlins will sign, I guarantee it, the Marlins will sign relief pitchers in free agency. That's for sure. Do I expect them to trade for a relief pitcher? No, I don't. I really think 
that they are going to go after a relief pitcher that is in free agency. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. This has been episode three of This Week in Florida Sports. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Florida Panthers color analyst, Randy Moeller. I'm Josh Kelsky, and we'll see you next time on Huddle Up.